Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Begin to be poured out upon all men. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. This is that spoken by the prophet Joel. In the last days, I pour out my spirit, saith the Lord. sure glad he's pouring out his spirit in these last days. Pastor Bob, the Tell It Like It Is radio show. You are listening to a live program. It's 9-20-2020, September 20th. I just married off another grandson yesterday, so that's three grandchildren married this year so far. So, excited about that. I know they're somewhere in Wyoming tonight. I doubt if they're listening. We've got people texting me tonight. You can. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio show, by the way. Pastor Bob Simons here. We're broadcasting live from the KDIX studios in Dickinson, North Dakota. We're being picked up also by their website and Holy Ghost Radio, too. We've got several people texting so far tonight. We've got, let's see here, we've got um, Nicholas from Louisiana texting tonight. Good to have him. Haven't heard from him for a while. He uh, he loves that opening song. Don't change it. Okay, we'll keep it. We've got Tim, his beautiful wife, Tammy, and kids, Brandy and Nathan. They're listening in North Carolina. Never been there. Like to be there in North Carolina sometime. What church do you go to in North Carolina? 
Sister Bretz is listening tonight. She just texted in and killed her. I've met now her daughter um, Jody and and her son Ivan and Sue, his wife, and so we're excited about all of them. Brother Johnson listening in Clear Lake, Iowa. What are you doing there? We've got um, Nathaniel Burling listening in, in Park River, North Dakota. Brother Joe listening in Texarkana, Arkansas. Uh, Dale and Sue Jones, Brother Dale and Sue Jones listening tonight back in their home near Minneapolis, just preached a series of revival services in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, said they had great services. Luke and Becky are listening tonight, just east of Dickinson. The Stegners from Bowman are listening. Brother Rose wins the prize. He was the first person that texted me at 7-11. That was an hour before the program started. Brother Rose, I don't know what I'm going to give you for a prize, but you're usually the first guy that texts me even before I start. 701-290-7862 is the way you can text. Please, no phone calls on that number. We've got... um, We've got Lori listening. She just texted listening in near South Hart or in South Hart, North Dakota. Going to play some music, maybe a little bit of music out of Bill Farron's CD. One of the men in our church said that CD should be triple platinum already. It is good. I mean, it really is good. It's a CD called The Captain. I know I talk about it a lot. Promote it. Uh, we had Brother Farron two weeks ago on the program with us. Uh, we uh, just want to th- throw a little memorial out to... Um, Alfred Starr, he um, was a, a pastor, church planter, and he just passed away, 74 years old, way too young. He, his son pastors in our Minot church. His name is Jesse Starr, and he and his dad both were very sick with this uh, flu, this COVID-19, and, and Brother Alfred Starr, Brother Elder Starr, passed away from it. And uh, we need to keep Brother Jesse Starr in prayer. He's been very sick and weak, and we just need to keep praying for him. But what a wonderful funeral. We were privileged to go to that funeral. It lasted a long time, but it didn't feel like it. Just so many wonderful things said about this man and all the uh, just the wonderful achievements in his life and the people that he influenced, <coughs> and I being one of them. I really loved Elder Starr, and I just want to throw that shout-out to him. And if anybody is listening that knew Brother Alfred Starr, throw me a text. Just let me know that you knew him. He started churches in Alaska, all over the northwest of the United States. I can't remember how many. Was it five churches that he started and then also pastored some churches? So that's a, quite an achievement for them, uh, for him. And his wife, pray for his wife, Sister Star. She is still, I believe, in the hospital. She is sick. So let's just, we need to be in prayer for her. So anyway, I've got a lot of those things taken care of that I wanted to say. I want to say this next, that I pastor the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, 501 Elks Drive. We're right on Interstate 94. I mean, right on the interstate. You can't miss us. Big old sign. And, um, I mean, we got the best location in town of any church. I'll put that, anybody that wants to try to challenge that. I'm not saying it's the nicest church in town. It is it is a beautiful building. But we have the best location and uh, and room to grow. That building will seat 500 people, just the way it's set up right now. And uh, we're excited about what God's doing, and He's going to fill that up. And we're just uh, really, really excited excited about it. We um, uh, Our next service is Wednesday night, 7.30. So Wednesday night, 7.30. And we will, um, I believe I'll be the one speaking at that service, but a week from today we have Brother Alfred Deeds, uh, speaking for an entire week at our church. He's going to be speaking on a Sunday, next Sunday, next Wednesday, next Thursday in our daughter church in Bowman. Uh, the Stegner's listening. The Brother Deeds will be coming to Bowman. And next Friday night, special service at our church in Dickinson. Not this Friday night, but next Friday night. And um, that would be November, what is that, November, or October 2nd, something like that. And that will be a service that we're inviting all the churches on that Friday night to come and visit us. Not only the Pentecostal churches in the area, but I mean everybody. Anybody that wants to uh, be in good services, Brother Deeds is an older man, has been used mightily in uh, miracles and um, just all kinds of things. And plus, he's just a great speaker. And Brother Deeds is a, a friend of our church. He loves Dickinson. We love him. I don't know if he's listening tonight, but... 
but um, we're excited for him to come next Sunday. So I'll be announcing that again during the service or during the radio show tonight. We've got, uh, and and do keep texting me, 701-290-7862. Keep texting me and I'll try to keep giving you shout outs and, and read out your name. Uh, tonight I'm going to, last week it was a, a broadcast that was possibly um, a little hard on some people. This this week will be no exception to that, no different than that. I'm going to uh, kind of go against a uh, uh, erroneous Bible teaching that probably in American Christianity has, has um, commanded the thought of many, many denominations, many, many people. And I'm going to come right against it tonight. I, I'm just going to just... I'm going to tell you that it's 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 false, it's erroneous, it's it's um, completely unscriptural. And let me let me read the verse a verse in Romans chapter eight and verse one and two. And this is kind of where we're starting tonight. It says, "There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus." Now I intentionally did not finish the verse. Because I think that the majority of evangelical Christians, Protestant Christians, probably Catholics, believe that means you can do anything you want, and as long as you say you're, you're in Christ Jesus, you won't be condemned. You can live any old way you want to. You can be, you know, living with your girlfriend unmarried, you know, having sexual relations with her unmarried. And you're saying there's no condemnation because I'm in Christ Jesus. Before I finish that verse in Romans chapter 8, you just kind of hold your thumb there in Romans 8, 1 and 2. There was recently what, what kind of the the um, drive for this broadcast tonight was a something I read. It was by the Lifeway Research Study, and it said this, more than half of Americans think religious beliefs are a matter of personal opinion and not of objective facts. And according to a Pew Research poll, more than half of mainline Protestants in the U.S. say that casual sex is sometimes or always okay. 36% of evangelicals say the same thing. Many American Christians, if not most, believe that there are no clear rules of how a Christian should live. They, they believe everyone should do what they personally feel is right. And they feel like the New Testament has changed the concept of God having clear laws, but it is subjective. They think that these clear laws came from the Old Testament only, and that they have nothing to do uh, with us. And I'm going to tell you, that is a prevalent, predominant feeling amongst many American Christians and even entire denominations. So they take Romans 8 and 1 that says, There is therefore now no condemnation to them that which are in Christ Jesus. They believe that means that as long as you believe in Jesus, there is nothing that can condemn you. But you know what? It's a sad thing when we don't read the rest of a verse, isn't it? Let me read Romans 8, 1 and 2 now, the entire two verses. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. You see, it tells us what it means to be in Christ Jesus. The reason there's no condemnation, folks, for those that are in Christ Jesus is because there's nothing to condemn them about if they're walking in the Spirit. And let me read verse 2. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus hath made me free from the law of sin and death. We, It's not that Christians do not have law, but we have a higher law than the Old Testament law. And this is the law of the Spirit. And tonight I want to spend some time talking about what is the law of the Spirit after I play a really old song that I like. Text me tonight, 
Everybody's children were fed Cause Jehoshaphat studied the word of the Lord And did everything he said But out of the east came an army one day After Jehoshaphat's goal They were marching right straight to Jerusalem And Jehoshaphat soon was told So he called all the people together And everybody fasted and prayed The Lord God answered the people And said there's no need For you to be afraid Cause the battle is mine tomorrow It's not yours and it's not the king's And all you gotta do is just stand and watch To see the salvation I bring Just believe that what I've told you Is exactly what I'm gonna do And go out tomorrow against them now Because the Lord's gonna fight for you Great jumping Jehoshaphat Well the army rose early next morning They marched on out with the king Jehoshaphat chose some singers And it told those singers to sing And they praised the beauty of holiness Instead of shouting out a battle cry And all the way down to the enemy's camp They sang to the Lord on high They were singing Praise ye the Lord His mercy endures forever and ever Praise ye the Lord His mercy endures forever and ever Praise ye the Lord His mercy endures forever and ever Praise ye the Lord our God His mercy will never end Well the Lord God set up an ambush Got the enemy all turned around They started into killing each other you know Till they all laid dead on the ground And the riches and the jewels that they left behind It took them three whole days to haul the children of Judah all praise the Lord Cause he saved them one and all They were singing Praise ye the Lord His mercy endures forever and ever Praise ye the Lord His mercy endures forever and ever Praise ye the Lord His mercy endures forever and ever Praise ye the Lord our God His mercy will never end Well if the parallel's not real obvious Now I'll spell it right when you see trouble coming to rip you off, here's all that you need to do. Just pray to your heavenly Father and believe that His word is true. And then step out and shout the salvation of God, cause He'll win that battle for you. Praise ye the Lord, His mercy endures forever and ever. Praise ye the Lord, His mercy endures forever and ever. Praise ye the Lord. Mercy endures forever and ever. Praise ye the Lord our God. His mercy will never end. Praise ye the Lord. His mercy endures forever and ever. Praise ye the Lord. His mercy endures forever and ever. Praise ye the Lord. His mercy endures forever and ever. Praise ye the Lord our God. His mercy will never end. Praise ye the Lord. That song will get you going. Pastor Bob here. You are listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. People are texting. Good to have you with us texting. Uh, we've got, um, we are, uh, let's see, we've got Chris from Arkansas. Chris Lohman listening tonight from Arkansas. Miss you guys and glad to hear you're doing well and um, that you, everything's going good. We've got Brother. Uh, Brother Roland listening from Morgantown, Kentucky. Do you know Brother Tiller? Brother Roland, do you know him down that way? Is Carrollton close to you? I just saw Brother Tiller on um, on Friday. He's a, he's a good guy. Let's see who else is listening. The um, well, that's the only new ones that are just everybody else I've already called. I think seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. The um, We've got. Let's see. Who do we have here? We've got. Um, we've got Henry and Harry are listening tonight. <laughs> Henry and Harry, I bet they are. They are listening. The um, <laughs> those are some pretty young guys. I'm I'm sure they're pretty deep intellectually, but I like those names, Henry and Harry. Pa- Henry, Pastor Bob here. 
we're, we're attacking the concept that you can just live on any old way you want to and think that God's going to be okay with it. Some people think that the Old Testament, went, once that was over, there's no more law for the people of God. But there's something called the law of the Spirit, and that's what I want to talk about tonight. Oh, now i got all kinds of people. Um, let's see. Let's see. Somebody said I didn't call him out. I called out a Chris. I thought this Chris was in... Uh, what Chris is this then? I don't even know what Chris this is. I, I called out. I thought it was Chris in Arkansas. This is Chris in Colorado listening tonight. All right. I'm not sure what Chris that is. But but anyway, we've got... Um, okay. Uh, you know what? I better quit reading these... Um, <laughs> quit reading my text. Okay. We've got people that feel like that there is, now that we're in the New Testament, God has no rules for his people. They think the rules of the Old Testament, like Numbers fifteen thirty seven, where the Lord told Moses, speak to the children of Israel and tell them to make a fringe in the borders of their garments. The Lord wanted, on the fringes of the Old Testament people, he wanted them to put blue in those fringes to be reminded, verse 39, of all the commandments of the Lord to do them and, and, and don't seek after your own heart and your own eyes, but after which... It would, and the things that you used to go a whoring, it says, that you may remember and do all the commandments and be holy unto your God. In the Old Testament, it warns not to do what you think is right, but make sure you do what God thinks is right. In Judges seventeen six, the um, in fact, two places in Judges it says, in those days there was no king in Israel, but every man did that which was right in his own eyes. So it is true that there was law in the Old Testament, but is it true that the law... There's no law in the New Testament. Well, that verse in Romans 8 should just about settle the question just by itself. There's no, therefore no, no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus, who walk not after the flesh, but after the Spirit. For the law of the Spirit of life in Christ Jesus had made me free from the law of sin and death. So what is the law of the Spirit? That's our program. What is it? Is the law of the Spirit means that whatever my Spirit says is okay, I can do it? Is that what the law of the Spirit is? That's what some people think. Well, you know, if you know, I love Jesus, and if I feel good about it, I'll just go ahead and do it. Is that what the law of the Spirit is? The law of the Spirit doesn't have anything to do with our Spirit. The law of the Spirit has something to do with God's Spirit. And... If your spirit is under the control of God's spirit, there's not going to be any condemnation in your life because you're going to do, be doing what's right. So let me let me exp, let me just go tonight. Let me digress, or just let me move over to you that are out there listening to me that believe that there is no law for Christians. Like there's no law; we just do whatever we feel like, and as long as we feel good about it, it's okay. Let's turn to Galatians chapter 5 and verse 16. Here again, this verse, verse 16, is kind of a stand-alone uh, a standalone verse. It says, This I say then, walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Walk in the Spirit, and you shall not fulfill the lust of the flesh. You see, if we walk in the Spirit, we're not going to do the things that are wrong. And that's why we don't have to be condemned. The law of the Spirit simply means you're walking in God's Spirit, doing what God's Spirit tells you to do, and you'll not fulfill the lust of the flesh. Verse 17 says, For the flesh lusteth against the spirit, the spirit against the flesh, and these are contrary the one to the other, so that you cannot do the things that you would. But if you be led of the spirit, you are not under the law. And so this this topic tonight is about the fact that yes, God still expects 
his law from his people. And if you're led by the Spirit, you're not under the Old Testament law because there'd be no reason to be. Because you're doing the will of God. Now, for you that think that I'm being really vague here tonight, let me just get a little... And by the way, I'm looking at my text. I know which Chris is texting me now. Hey, thanks for listening, Chris. I know, Chris, I know who you are. Yeah, I, I know who you are now. I just didn't know which Chris it was. I wasn't used to that number. The um, In verse 19, it gives a list, starting in verse 19, a list of things that are contrary to the law of the Spirit. And I'll mention these things tonight. He said, now the works of the flesh are manifest, which are these. Adultery. Now this is sexual relations that, are, that between married people, but not with their spouse. That's what it, adultery is a specific type of sexual sin. Then it says fornication. The Greek word pornea, where we get our word pornography from, this is, fornication is a general term for all sexual sins. And the Bible said, these are the works of the flesh. And if you're walking in the Spirit, you're not going to have these in your life. And then he talks about uncleanness, which is homosexuality, etc., other things too. Lasciviousness means like dirty jokes, filthy talking. You see, don't let anybody tell you, and don't you try to tell anybody, that the New Testament doesn't give us clear laws. It does. Very clear. See, this is, if you're you're committing adultery, if you're committing fornication, if you're living that way, and you haven't repented of it and 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 had the got the victory over it you're not walking in the spirit and yes there is condemnation of course there is that's the way sin works you know this this um, erroneous i keep using that word that just makes me sound smart doesn't it but this uh, this false teaching that there's no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. But you don't understand what it means to be in Christ Jesus. You don't understand what it means to be walking in the Spirit, under the law of the Spirit, like Galatians says, walk in the Spirit. He said, if you're led by the Spirit, you know, uh, you know the, the Romans talks about that, that there is the law of the Spirit, when you're when you are walking and being led by the spirit of god there's no condemnation because you're not committing adultery you're not committing fornication you're not committing lasciviousness or uncleanness you're not committing witchcraft galatians 5:20 you know that word witchcraft you know you know what greek word that is it's uh, there's two different words pharma and pharmakia we get our word pharmacy from these words? Do you know why witchcraft and sorcery? Why those words? Because in ancient days and even today, drug usage has a lot to do, and I'm going to say uh, alcohol thrown in there with a bunch of it, has much to do with demonic worship. There's something about methamphetamine that is not understood just by the drug itself. There's an evil to it. There's a real evil to it. And the reason I know that it's true is because why aren't there some people out there that can take it and become better person people? No, it, it points everybody down the wrong road. And I know people that are have become demon-possessed through the use of drugs. Yes. You see, when you're walking in the Spirit, you're not involved with these intoxicants. And alcohol is the biggest one of all. And I've done many, many programs about it. I'm not going to do it tonight. So these 
you know, and then it, it, it then it has a list of sins that have to do with just not getting along, variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, just picking fights for no reason. They have a lot to do with pride. Don't let anybody, and don't you try to tell me, and don't you text me tonight and say that there's no condemnation to them in Christ Jesus. That means, Pastor, I can do whatever I want. No. You can do whatever you want because you've got a free will. But if you're not walking in the Spirit and you're walking in the flesh, you are under condemnation. Well, let me play a song that I don't know if I should play this song or not. I'll try Go to the church of your choice on Sunday. You may see a movie show. The ushers smell of beer, and the preacher is a little odd, but remember, that's the church of your choice. You can read the newspaper to see what's on downtown. St. Paul's has a carnival, St. Peter's has a clown. At St. Bozo's, a leaking lawn ornament pulls crowds from miles around. It's standing room only when Dagon comes down. Go to the church. Of your choice on Sunday. You may get a bingo game. Father Domino will take your bets. Sister Mo sells cigarettes. But remember, that's the church of your choice. At the Friendly Family Worship Center, there's a political candidate speaking on the Magogians invading Jerusalem in 2008. If you vote for him, you're guaranteed not to tribulate. It's spectacular and sure to draw a good gate. Go to the church of your choice on Sunday. You may get a spirit-filled love fest. Run for cover as the women grab the men, wipe their lipstick and makeup on them, but remember, that's the church of your choice. To the church of your choice on Sunday. You may see a video. The organist smells of beer, and the reverend is a little different, but remember, that's the church of your choice. Yes, remember, that's the church of your choice. I wonder why that's the church of your choice. Maybe you should ask yourself why that's the church of your choice. Pastor Bob the Tell It Like It Is radio show. I don't need to make any comments on that song. Good to have the Vallejos listening tonight. And uh, still pray for you guys and and uh, hope you're doing great. We miss you too. Um, the... Um, you can text me tonight, 701-290-7862, 701-290-7862, and good to have all of you listening, a lot of people texting tonight. Topic is, what is the law of the Spirit? The law of the Spirit is when we're filled with God's Spirit and we let God's Spirit direct our lives, then all of a sudden His laws become our laws. That's the way it's supposed to be. You know, we've got um, people that go to church and people say, why do you act the way that you do? Sometimes they might say something like, um, well, you know, that's what our church believes. Maybe they'll say something like, uh, well, that's what the Bible says. Or maybe they'll step it up a notch and say, well, that's what God is asking me to do. But tonight I want us to get to the point where we say, this is what I want to do. 
Because at that point, God's law is in your heart. Let me get back to Galatians 5 and 16 for you that think there's no laws in the New Testament. I think I left off with witchcraft. There's hatred. Or maybe, no, I left off with variance, emulations, wrath, strife, seditions, heresies, envyings, murders, drunkenness, drunkenness, revelings, and such like, of the which I tell you before, as I've also told you in time past, that they that do such things shall not, shall not, shall not inherit the kingdom of God. Now you say, Pastor Bob, are you happy about that? I promise you, I'm not happy about anybody not going to heaven. I want everybody to go. So does God. He's not willing that any should perish. But there's a bunch of them going to perish. And the reason they're going to perish is because they don't want to walk in the law of the Spirit. They don't want to be led by the Spirit. This is, this is a, if you won't submit yourself to the Spirit of God, initially by being filled with the Spirit of God, and then, then secondly, walking, being led by the Spirit of God, you're not going to make it to heaven. You won't, because the Old Testament taught us that on our own we can't keep the law of God. We need the Spirit, but we have to, the Spirit of God, we have to be, we're the one that controls the on and off switch to that. And it says here that people that walk in the flesh are not going to heaven. Galatians 5.21 Now you can start walking in the Spirit. It doesn't take a long time to repent, to confess your sins. It really doesn't. But if you think that you're just going to continue to live in sin and then just die someday and say, I love Jesus and there's not going to be any condemnation now, that's not the Bible. That is a hoax. That is a man-made doctrine that doesn't have origins in the Scripture. It's twisting and reading partial portions of Scripture that people can get there. Now, it also says the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5.22, is love, joy, peace, Long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. Against such, there is no law. Well, of course. There wouldn't be any law because you're already fulfilling the law when you're being led by the Spirit. You know, he goes on to say, and they, verse 24, they that are Christ, or they that are Christ's, have crucified the flesh <coughs> with the affections and lusts. If we live in the Spirit, let us also walk in the Spirit. So, this radio show tonight is telling you yes, you can live a holy life. Yes, you can live the law of God if you walk in the Spirit. You know, it's so important that we do this. I want to give a shout out to Abe and Sierra listening tonight. Good to have them listening. Just um, other people texting me. Good to have them all listening. We've got... Um, This topic, uh, maybe to some of you, doesn't sound revolutionary, but I'm telling you that the Christian world has perverted the gospel. The Christian world has turned the grace of God and the mercy of God into something it's not. Let me just simply tell you what the grace of God is. The grace of God is God warning us to get right with Him, pointing us to repentance when we sin, pointing us to start walking in the Spirit, that's the grace of God. The grace of God is God's message for you to repent and turn around. And I could take you through the entire Bible and prove that to you. 
I really could. For instance, why did Jonah go to Nineveh? What was Jonah's message to Nineveh when he finally got there? Of course, it took him a while to get there. His message to Nineveh was, you guys are toast. God's going to destroy this city, period. That's what Jonah's message to Nineveh was. That's what he preached. Why did God send Jonah to Nineveh? To tell them he was going to destroy the city? Do you really think that's everything? Because if that's true, why did not God destroy the city? God sent Jonah to Nineveh to offer them grace. And the grace was tied into their repenting. The grace of God is not some free ride to sin. The grace of God is God showing you, just like these lists in Galatians and other places where God shows us what displeases him. These are like an open book test. In other words, like we know the answers before we have to take the test. You know, like, like let me read this out of a different version here. Galatians 5.19, it says, Now the effects of the corrupt nature are obvious. Illicit sex, perversion, promiscuity, idolatry, drug use, hatred, rivalry, jealous anger, jealousy, anger, outbursts, selfish ambition, conflict, factions, envy, drunkenness, wild partyings, and similar things. I've told you in the past, I'm telling you again, that people who do these kinds of things will not inherit the kingdom of God. Do you see how kind God is? Do you see what God's mercy is? God's mercy is telling us, you guys don't have to go to hell. Here's a list of things I disapprove of. And if you walk in the Spirit, you won't fulfill the lust of the flesh. (coughs) This world has corrupted, has turned the grace of God into lasciviousness, into foolishness. You know, there are people that say things, well, Pastor Bob, your church is about rules, but ours is about grace. You know what? I'm so sick of that. That is so untrue. You you have no idea who the people that go to our church are and where they came from. You know, some of them, yeah, they, they came from a good life. Many of them did not come from a good life, good background. The grace of God showed them how to get saved. The grace of God told them they weren't right with God. My pastor used to say something like this, and, you know, he'd word it in different ways. But I was in under his ministry for many, many years, Pastor David Walters, and he would say things like, how can you repent if you don't know that you're a sinner? And how are you going to know you're a sinner if you don't know what sin is? And so you better preach what sin is so people have a chance to get saved. All through the Bible, the grace of God, this program tonight, I'm offering you the grace of God. If I've said anything to offend you or to hurt you because you're living wrong, I'm not apologizing for that. Because the grace of God is reaching out to you. What if you are listening tonight and you are uh, having casual sex with somebody you're not married to? What is if this is the first time you've ever heard that's a sin? And you need to get right with God. That's the grace of God. You know, for instance, why did God speak through a donkey to Balaam? Now, this is a little out of the ordinary, isn't it? This is kind of a extra, um, I mean, something that doesn't happen every day, every day. You know, Balaam was on his way to do something that God was not happy with. And so God had sent an angel in the path, and he was getting ready to decapitate Balaam. God was angry, and he was going to take care of it, right? So why did God give the donkey language to warn Balaam about this angel? And... And here Balaam, 
tried to keep the donkey kept veering off the path and and Balaam got so mad he beat his donkey and the donkey said I've been trying to save your life and then the angel appeared to Balaam and he he realized that the donkey had saved his life why why did God give the donkey language that's called the grace of God you know, why did God send these <laughs> Old Testament prophets to warn people of judgment to come? Because <clears throat> he hated the people? If God wanted to destroy them, if God wanted to destroy Balaam, if God wanted to destroy Nineveh, why not just destroy him? You know why? Because God is not willing that any should perish. In the book of Ezekiel, the Bible said he has no pleasure in the death of the wicked, but that the wicked should turn and be changed. I'm just going to catch my breath here for just a minute. Text me 701-290-7862. And make a new start Leave your sins in the water Get a brand new heart I'm on board We're going to the glory land Bob here at the Tell It Like It Is radio show. We have got a few minutes left, and we've got some people still texting, listening. Uh, Brother Griffith just texted, said he tuned in late. We've got some woods listening up in the woods in Beulah, and we've got people continuing to text me different things. Um, if you're texting here, I'm just going to, some people are 
wanted me to do a shout out about like a business or something. That's nothing we're going to do on this program. Um, so we're not doing any shout outs on businesses, except if it's maybe selling Brother Farron's CD or something like that. He's listening. Yeah, thank you. And um, I'm going to play a song by Brother Farron at the very end. I appreciate Brother Farron and uh, what a great evangelist he is. We've got, um, as I said, just a few minutes left in the broadcast. I might play a song on my guitar. We're going to end the broadcast with a Brother Farron song off of his CD. The um, Talking about the law of the Spirit and how the law of the Spirit supersedes the Old Testament law because it becomes part of us. When you're walking in the Spirit, you don't want to fulfill the lust of the flesh anymore because you want to do what God's Spirit is telling you. And there's a lot to this. And I haven't left much time to say some of these things. But in Ezekiel 36, 26, and 27, I believe this is a prophecy of the New Testament era. And it says, A new heart also will I give you, and a new spirit will I put within you. And I will take away the stony heart out of your flesh, and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes, and you shall keep my judgments and do them. Our very survival personally, for our families, for our church, hinges on us being filled with God's Spirit and being led of God's Spirit and walking in the Spirit. And you that have received the Spirit of God in your life, you need to guard this precious treasure that God has put within these earthen vessels. We need to keep God's Spirit stirred up in our life. Kind of like Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift that's within you through the putting on of my hands. I believe it was the gift of the Holy Ghost Paul was talking. He must have been there praying with Timothy when he got the Holy Ghost. That that Greek word, stir it up, means like it's a fire. It's, it's embers that are underneath some ashes. You need to get a stick and stir them up. Get that thing burning. The Spirit of God, see, that's why Pentecostal churches are not Phariseeism. They're not legalism. People from the outside, we're accused of that. But that's not what it is. It could become that if we don't promote the baptism of the Holy Spirit and, and encouraging people to keep the Holy Spirit alive in their life. Yeah, it could become legalism. It could be just what you do. But you see, when the Spirit of God began to move in my life, some great changes took place. You know, I was an avid TV watcher when I was a boy and when I was a young man, and even as a young married man. But when my wife and I started attending a Pentecostal church and God's Spirit began to start working in my life, one day I was watching TV and I just shut it off. I was down to like one program, and I shut it off, and my dad came up to visit. My wife and I were going to college in Valley City, and my dad came up to visit. I said, Dad, why don't you take this TV home with you? He goes, what are you going to watch? I said, I don't watch it anyway, and it's yours. You know, I, He had loaned me a TV for when I went to college. That was 42 years ago. I haven't had one since. You say, are you bragging about it, Pastor Bob? No, I'm just telling you, it was my idea. It wasn't God making me do it. It wasn't a preacher making me do it. It wasn't a church making me do it. I didn't want to watch that trash anymore. It was making me mad. And I could tell, I could do a whole program on why. But I'm not going to talk about it tonight because i got like five minutes. So important. Ephesians 5.18 says, Be ye not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms, hymns, spiritual songs, singing, making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. What this program is about tonight is you can live a life of no condemnation if you live the law 
of the Spirit. But if you let that spirit grow cold and you're just trying to live by some rules, now I'm not against rules, and I can do a big program on why I'm not against it. Because the truth is, we're not always 24-7 walking in the spirit, and sometimes those rules save, uh, save our hide. They really do. Because we've got rules that we operate by, too. I'm not against rules. Don't, don't think I'm going kind of crazy here. I'm not. But I'm going to tell you, if you're walking in the spirit, You don't even notice the rules. I live this way because I want to. I like to. You know, if if there was a sin that I really wanted to do, but I wasn't doing it because I I was afraid that, um, you know, that God would be mad at me, I'd, I'd, something's wrong with my spirit. We need to pray until it's not that God's going to be mad at us. We need to pray until that's what we want to do. That's what the law of the Spirit is. Whew. Getting a lot of nice texts tonight. No mean ones. Uh, we got uh, just a lot. Thank you so much, all the people texting me. I want to just mention this. This week, Tuesday night, 7.30, we have church at the Beach Community Center. And um, there's a group of people there. We're actively looking and purchasing a building out there so we can have services on Sunday also, which is going to be kind of bittersweet because we won't get to see those people as much. Because right now they're coming here to church on Sunday. On Wednesday night, service 730, 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson. Uh, Yours truly, I think, is going to be speaking, Pastor Bob Simons. Thursday night in Bowman on 18 North Main, 730, and also Sundays in Bowman at 1030, it's 18 North Main. We've got a church there. They just got bought some new chairs for their church. So you can come and be comfy. Brother Springer can preach an extra hour and nobody's going to complain. Sundays back in Dickinson also we have church 10 o'clock Sunday school. That's for everybody and also during that 10 o'clock service there's a also not only adult Bible classes but there is a new converts or basic bible class and i'm encouraging you i don't care what i don't care what if you're an atheist an agnostic you're interested in the bible i don't care who you are i want you to come to that class it's 21 lessons you can start you can just jump in anywhere and it's right at the entrance of our church you don't have to if you don't want to stay for service you don't have to although i don't know why you wouldn't want to but you know we just want you to come to that Every Sunday morning, 10 o'clock, yours truly does the teaching. And then um, we mentioned starting a week from Sunday, we have a special speaker who is, his name is Alfred, Alfred Deeds. Alfred Deeds, he's a favorite of the our church, and he loves our church also. So just a tremendous preacher. Going to sing a, a little song before we kind of wrap up the program. but uh, And maybe still get to play that Brother Farron song too. Got my favorite guitar in the studio tonight, so I just love playing this guitar. So here we go. Song I wrote a few years ago. You pulled me from the garbage, and you taught me how to live, and you filled me with your spirit, and you Washed away my sin You There is none like you None beside you 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 alone are holy Alone are worthy You You're the one who made me The one who saved me You And I love you my God given me a family You have touched my heart and soul And I really truly can't see Why you ever loved me so You There is none like you None beside you You 
alone or worthy you. You're the one who made me, the one who saved me, you. And I love you, my God. Yes, I love you, my God. Oh, I love you, my God. You. Lord Jesus, tonight as we close this program, I just pray that you'll help us to realize that there is victory for your children, and we can walk in your spirit, and we can keep your law with your help. And we just thank you for it in the name of Jesus. Here's a Bill Farron song called Without You. That's a very fitting song to end this program tonight. God bless you. Next Sunday night, 806 Mountain Time, Lord willing, I'll be back for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Thank you for all the texting tonight. Without you, we don't know which way we're going. That's why we need the Master's hand. Without you, we don't know just what we're doing. That's why we need the Master's plan. Without you, I'd be lost. It seem to be worth living Without you we just exist Without you we're just going through the motion Without you we're in a fit So I'll hang on to your promises Cause Lord I know You don't lie And I'll keep on serving you Each and every moment Until the day I die Until the day
just take the devil's trade. But when that season's over and all that's left is pain, I wouldn't have a new life and I wouldn't be born again. Hey, life gets so expensive when people live without the one who bled and died for them. Sorrows and their trials Jesus destroys depression Replaces fears with smiles So I'll hang on to Your exceeding precious promises Jesus, I know you alone are true And I'll keep on serving you and every moment Cause I don't want to know Lord what I would do always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website www.holyghostradio.com The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.